Hello and welcome back to the Firestarters Podcast. My name is Colin. I'm here with Joe. Urban Meyer. More like Urban Fire. And today we've got a variety show. Uh, cover some, some of the recap uh, from our, our Lost podcast. And then uh, we'll touch on some props and stuff like that. So we got a little bit of everything. Sprinkle a little bit here, a little bit there. Let's chop it up. Hit us up at Podfirestarters on Twitter. Email us at thefirestarterspod at gmail.com. Like, share, comment, retweet. Do all the good things. Rate us on Spotify. Rate us on Apple Podcasts. You can find us wherever. We're not only on Spotify. You know, I share we all we share this the Spotify link, but we're on Apple Podcasts too if you prefer that. Um, but yeah, hit us up with questions. Get you guys more involved. It is Friday, December seventeenth at eight twenty seven p.m. What up, Joe? We had the Lost Pod. First, first lost pod. Yep, and uh, it ain't a shame <laughs> to, to no, say the least. Because no. uh, these Wasn't games, our best pod. These games sucked. <laughs> so, so naturally, the pod sucked pretty much. <laughs> so we got some a lot. We got we got way better news to talk about. We got yeah. We got way better. Well, uh, not really good. There's news. a lot of. It's news. kind of good news. Kind of bad news. A lot of movement. A lot of important things, I should say, to talk about. Yes. But um, also, uh, join the squad. Join the sleeper squad. Absolutely. It's pinned at Podfire Starters. It's a, the, the pinned tweet. You can just click on it, and it'll bring you right to it. And join. We're, we're sending out. We're getting a little better now. We got, we got some. Uh, Drew Holiday we, just scored to go. hit we his just, over on points. We yes had, sir. We just, just hit one. We had a two-legger with Monte Morris over on three-point shots. Uh, it was a 1.5. He was up to three last time I checked, and uh, we hit on Drew Holiday, who was at 18.54 points earlier in the day. Uh, we jumped on that early. That moved up to 20.5 once Chris Milton was declared out. I'm sure Drew will still hit it. There's still seven minutes to go in the third, but he just hit the over on points. Monte Morris just hit the over on threes made. It was, oh, a, it was, a, like it was a squad you know, group effort to come up with those ones. Yep. And uh, we're starting to see some green in the squad. So that's what you like time. to see, baby. About damn time. Shout out to Diego. Don't know who Diego is, but he'd be throwing down some lines. That look nice. Get active. We're trying to make a community. We're trying to trying to make friends. Yeah. Like, we like people that know sports. Trying to make money. We are trying to make money. I like making money. I wish they'd let me deposit some more money. God damn it! <laughs> just gotta buy a Visa gift card. <laughs> buy one tomorrow, keep, uh, bro. Uh, yeah, you probably. I probably should <laughs> just do it. But anyways, but, yeah, yeah. Let's uh, let's uh, go. We're we'll, we'll gonna rapid fire through these games. Not a whole lot of uh, life changing things happening last week. So honestly, we we did like a fifty five minute podcast about the games last. For the last one, and it didn't end up coming out, and I, I'm, that's not too big of a deal. You guys aren't missing much, so we'll give you the 
uh, shortened version of that, the summary. Yeah, because the important thing is, this is the first week of playoffs in most leagues. But there's been a lot of movement of games. There was supposed to be yeah. two on Saturday, tomorrow. Uh, but one got moved. Uh, so the only playoff game that happened so far was a Thursday night tilt with the Chargers and Chiefs. We will get to that after we go through week 13's games, or week 14's games. Then we'll circle back around to week 15, and then we'll go from there. So uh, we kind of, in the last pod, we were kind of live commentating the Pittsburgh Steelers-Minnesota Vikings game, which ended up being really entertaining down the stretch. Uh, Roethlisberger hit Farmuth, which what looked like to be a game, potentially game-tying touchdown um, on the last play of the game, but Harrison Smith came over, punched the ball free, Vikings escaped with a win. Uh, Dalvin toted for 200 yards. It was unprecedented on that end. You didn't know if he was even going to play that much. Justin Jefferson did yeah. his thing. KJ Osborne did it. Pretty much any fantasy-relevant player in this game had a average or above-average game. Uh, Kirk Cousins was probably the low light of the entire game. But other than that, uh, if you had a player, you were pretty content. Yeah, unless you started Alexander Madison expecting him to kind of split the workload with Dalvin, then you didn't get a whole lot. But if you started any of the studs here or K.J. Osborne in relief of Adam Thielen, then you're feeling pretty good. So, yeah, big big uh, stretch run here for Najee. He's had a, a few nice games going into playoffs to make you feel good about having that rookie in your lineup. Yes, sir. Uh, speaking of rookies, uh, Zach Wilson threw for – Threw 42 times for only uh, 202 yards, connected on 19 of them. Uh, just four carries, 33 yards. They did not turn the ball over, and they only scored nine points uh, against the Saints. Yep. And Taysom Hill, with his mallet finger, he uh, rushed 11 times, 73 yards, two touchdowns. That's what's important with him. You're not going to get the air production. Alvin Kamara ran all over the Jets. The Jets are a awful run defense, so um, Gaskin is like a must-start. He, he could win you your first week of the playoffs. So I know he was out. He just got activated off of COVID today. But if you've got Gaskin, you got to be starting him against these Jets this week. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is the worst run defense in the NFL by DVOA right now. They allow the most yardage, and they're one of the uh, – they, they let up one of the highest point totals in the league to uh, rushing touchdowns. So – they couldn't get anything going on the ground, as expected. Saints defense is really good. Um, but, yeah, Taysom Hill, Alvin Kamara, they did what you expected. Uh, and nobody else was really relevant in this game at all. Which is what you would so, expect. Exactly. Uh, shout out Braxton Berrios, uh, who uh, yeah. six catches for, for 52 yards uh, to, <laughs> to, to lead the Jets. Big, big flex play. <laughs> Uh, a team that was kind of disappointing as of late. Uh, Dallas Cowboys squeak out a win against Washington. Uh, Dak tried to make it as close as possible by throwing a pick six late in the game. I don't know why they're throwing the ball down the stretch. Uh, Corey Clement <laughs> got a lot of work. <laughs> uh, 13 carries for 44 yards from him with Tony Pollard being inactive. Zeke still not right with that knee. Uh, you could see him. Multiple times in the game, limping a little to the sideline. But 
All reports is, hey, he's going to get his full workload. He's feeling good. That knee's healing. So if, if you have Zeke, you're still starting him, unfortunately. Um, but Pollard tore his plantar fasciitis. Yeah, that's, that, that sounds like it would be very painful. But I don't remember if I, I – I must have outlined that on the Monday pod where your, your plantar's fascia just yeah. kind of covers the entire bottom of your foot. So if you tear that open, it's not going to be fun because every time – you take a step, it's going to pull on yeah. that fascia, and that's just going to hurt every every time. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if they sat Pollard another week. Corey Clement might be a sneaky pickup down the stretch if, if Zeke is still hobbled because he could be getting the workload. But, yeah, Dak has just not looked good since he came back from that calf injury. Shows again two interceptions and got strip-sacked. But this Dallas defense is disgusting. Uh, Taylor Heineke went down with an injury. Looks like he's not going to be playing coming up this week. So they also have two quarterbacks on the COVID list. I don't know. Did this game get postponed? This game got moved to Tuesday. So Washington and the Eagles will play on Tuesday. That actually helps uh, Jalen Hurts also, who is questionable with an ankle injury. Um, Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to see if Heineke plays or not. Uh, I know Kyle Allen stepped in. In, he got knocked around also um, yeah rather than yeah, that not, not a whole lot not a whole lot else going on in this the wide receivers did enough for dallas to uh, warrant you playing them i mean yep. mari cd and gallup all had decent days uh mari salvaged with the touchdown cd did his normal thing seven catches 61 yards and then gallup five catches six yards which is really nice for a wide receiver three on a team so yeah uh Heineke didn't get McLaurin the ball one time. Nope. Targeted him three times, zero catches. Uh, had one where he put him in danger, kind of waved him upfield, threw a deep ball, underthrew him, then he got undercut, whacked his head on the ground, went out with concussion protocol. So we'll see where that goes. Uh, get, haven't really been able to trust Terry no matter what. So nope. a little bit scary having him in your kind of wide receiver one or two spot going into these playoffs. And then really disappointing game from Antonio Gibson. Just 10 carries for 36 yards, uh, two catches for five yards. He fumbled, and it looked like they kind of benched him. Ended up going to Jonathan Williams. Uh, He ended up getting the rushing touchdown in the game. So that's not something you like to see on the Washington side. Um, And then the only other guy, uh, Greg Zerline, worth picking up. (laughs) Greg the leg, baby. Because if, if Dak isn't uh moving the ball as well as he was earlier in the year uh, this dallas defense is still going to get them in good field position so zerline's probably going to be out there uh kick a lot of balls through the uprights especially the if they get they get in the red zone they can't trust zeke to to tote it yep as much as possible or as much as they have been and then dak isn't converting you could be seeing a lot Lot, lot of field goals, and Mike McCarthy is not the most aggressive. He <laughs> likes taking points. He likes throwing <laughs> wide receiver screens on third and eight. Yeah. But moving on to the NFC South battle between the Falcons and the Panthers. Uh, Panthers moving to a quarterback by committee. <laughs> Uh, with Sam Darnold coming back off of IR. Cam Newton got benched in this game. P.J. Walker came in, got benched. Cam Newton came back in. Both of them looked really bad. Matt Ryan also did not look very good, but 
did enough to get the win. Mike Davis got some carries, 11 of them for 44 yards, five catches for 42 yards. It may be resurrected back from the dead. Cordell Patterson did his thing, did enough to, you know, keep keep him afloat in that discussion at 13.9 PPR points. Um, but Kyle Pitts had a decent day, 11.1. Feels good to have him in your the tight end spot going on the stretch because there's a while there you didn't really trust him being your starter. But, I mean, 11.1 isn't really what you're looking for for one of these guys that you took high end. But it is better than a lot of these guys you're scraping off the bottom of the barrel like Ricky Seals-Jones who had, like, two points. So, yeah, I mean, not not too bad out of Atlanta. They keep somehow winning games. They're somehow 6-7. and seven. Uh, But <laughs> In the hunt. Go. Yeah, and then as far as Carolina skill position players, Chuba Hubbard, 10 carries, 33 yards. He had the touchdown. Amir Abdullah is the one that's getting involved in the passing game. Um, so they're doing running back by committee like they're doing quarterback by committee. So you're not going to get one guy getting all the CMC work. So that sucks if you're a CMC owner and you really can't fill that production with just one guy uh, now that he's out for the year. Robbie Anderson had his best game of the year by far. Uh, I, I Pretty close to... Uh, totaling his entire scores for the whole year in this one. He had seven catches, 84 yards, and a touchdown. DJ Moore, he was relevant, six catches, 84 yards. Uh, other than that, uh, it's pretty gross on the Carolina side. You just don't trust who's, yeah. whoever's going to be under center. We don't know who it's exactly. going to be, and you, you can't trust who it's going to be. So Neither do they. And they fired their offensive coordinator, which we didn't mention. Yeah. So... We'll, we'll see what this offense even looks like next week before you can even think about doing anything with any of these guys. Yeah, Joe Brady, was it? Yeah, yeah. he's out. Yeah, tough. Another guy that's out. Thank God. Yep. Thank God, because um, they scored zero points in this game. Urban Meyer finally got fired. It took a story coming out that uh, he kicked Josh Lambeau in the preseason <laughs> while he was stretching his hamstring. Uh, apparently, he called the skill position players a uh, kicker, uh, a punter, holder. And, yeah, that, that was kind of the last straw. Shad Khan had to bite the bullet finally. He should have did this back in the preseason when he hired that Iowa strength and conditioning coach who was a dickhead, and then he brought in uh, a 38-year-old Tim Tebow. Is he that old? He might not be that old. He might only be 35. Either way, it doesn't matter. Uh, long story short, Urban Meyer didn't know shit about fuck when it came to coaching an NFL football team, and he's finally gone. Thank God. And uh, now we get Daryl Bevel, a former Wisconsin Badger coach. So hopefully he can get more wins than Trevor Lawrence had, or uh, than Urban Meyer had as a uh, head coach in Jacksonville. Because this is the first time in NFL history that a rookie head coach did not make it through the season. And God bless, because yeah. Jacksonville could have went up in flames. I'm surprised Urban didn't like end up dead in a ditch. <laughs> yeah, this was one of the most ridiculous like coaching tenures I think I've ever seen, where he came in and everybody just caught the vibe that he just didn't want to be there the entire time. But he signed this five-year contract with eight million dollars per year and it was like oh shit like he they are really putting all their faith in urban Meyer. and it, there was a, a, a 
like smidgen of optimism at the beginning of the season because he was a really good college coach and really winning at Ohio State and that just obviously did not translate and it it generally doesn't they I saw a list and the only coach to come from college like a successful college coach to come was Pete Carroll yep. and Jim Harbaugh yep were the only two and Jim Har- Harbaugh won and won and won and then he got fired in his one bad season He's like, I'll, I'll go back to college. <laughs> like, I'll, and he's the only one with like a really impressive winning record. So, this this hasn't worked out. It's never really worked out. But the teams are going to keep trying. I mean, the Lincoln Riley's probably going to get head coaching gig. Dabo oh, Sweeney's gosh. probably going to get a head coaching gig. And so we'll see if they turn out any better than Urban did. They generally land around five hundred. It's usually not this bad, but Urban obviously had no people skills working with grown adult men he obviously didn't know how to coach these guys he didn't know anything about nfl schemes he wasn't keeping track of the analytics stuff that a head coach should just know offhand like he not even analytics stuff for some of it it's like snaps touches like the, the stuff we keep track of doing a podcast that we make no money off of He's getting paid $8 million a year on a five-year contract, and he doesn't know how many fucking snaps James Robinson played. He doesn't know how many touches James Robinson had. He's like, oh, oh you know, we're just trying to keep everybody involved. And it's like, no, you're trying to go uh, finger a college student in a bar instead of going back on the plane with your team. Like, it, it was a pretty embarrassing stint, and I'm glad it's over. Yeah, it sim- it came down simply to a guy that had a god complex and loved having the power over every single player because he controlled their future. And in the NFL, as you see, uh, he doesn't control any of their futures because he was the one that got fired, and all the players are the ones that are still hired. So Urban has a lot of uh, soul-searching to do, I should say. And I'm sure that a college will, you know, after two years, throw money at him, bring him in, just because he's had all that success. And, which is disappointing because clearly he he shouldn't be fit to lead uh, anybody. And I, I feel bad for his family because now he, they're forced to spend more time with him because he's probably going home. And it's, I don't know. I might go to the bar. It's just it's it's good for it to be over. It's good for someone to have an opportunity to be able to come in and get Trevor Lawrence and just see what they can do with him. Because Urban, well, who was supposed to be an offensive head coach, with countless countless weeks, I'd be, I'd be texting you, right? And I'd be like, yeah. I'd be I'd be scrolling through the games, looking at everything that's going down, and I'd get to the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it'd be like halftime, and Trevor Lawrence would have four or 12 attempts, yeah, and James Robinson would have like four rushing attempts. And I'm like, how the fuck is this team only ran 16 plays in the first half? And then by it the would, end. It would be. So every every Sunday at like 2.20 p.m., I, I'd have like a, a little alarm set. Be like, Joe texting coming. <laughs> Joe text me. Be like, how the fuck have they run 20 plays in a half? <laughs> it's like, seriously, though. Like, this is. This was one of the worst run offenses. People, like. LaVisca Chenault and Laquan Treadwell are like running into each other on route concepts and they're they're running like mesh against zone 
there it was just it was a disgusting <laughs> just like i know the skill players aren't that good on this team and we've acknowledged that throughout the season but they're not bad enough like to put up these kind of performances and trevor lawrence is special by all accounts and he has had zero opportunity to show that and it, like you start to worry and james robinson is an excellent running back and he hasn't really like he has all of the the counting stats but he hasn't been able to show that he's this good and the the upside to urban seemed to be the rushing like uh, the rushing attack that he had where he, he had the blocking scheme and he had the running backs and he he like brought zeke into the nfl and he you know that ohio state pedigree where they they did things a certain way and then they usually translate to the NFL. Obviously, that the the scheme did not at all, and so good riddance. And I I hope all the best to all of the Jags players, and hopefully next year can hopefully they can end this season on a good note and take that momentum into next year. Get Trevor Lawrence a couple good games in a row. Get you know Lavisca Chenault and James Robinson a couple good games in a row carry that momentum get etn back get dj chark back maybe sign a free agent you know get get a good draft class they're gonna have a high pick and move forward with this team in a positive direction do not fuck up trevor lawrence's mind because that's that's where you you start to see like awful things he's thrown two touchdowns since week seven yeah and that he, same time, he has six interceptions. He threw four picks that game. He has yeah. had games of 15 completions, 118 yards. 16 completions, 162 yards. 16 completions, 158 yards. 16 completions, 145 yards. This guy was supposed to be an offensive coach. And you can't even get your quarterback to throw for 200 yards. And... Like I said, by all accounts, this is one of the best quarterbacks of the last uh, since Andrew Luck. People were saying, like this was uh, one of the best quarterback talents since Andrew Luck, and you can't even get this guy to have like respectable numbers, which is pretty embarrassing. Like, you can be on a bad team; you see it all the time. Bad teams with guys that put up gaudy stats. Look at the Lions, Ex- right? And there's just none of that here. It's just a fucking wasteland. I wish you nothing but the worst, Urban Meyer. Yeah. So, uh, Tennessee obviously wins this game 20-0. to uh, Nobody had a spectacular day, except for the defense. That, that's about it. They had four interceptions and three sacks because they can't run a functional offense. Julio was back. Yep, wouldn't have known. <laughs> Four catches, 33 yards. Um, another team that didn't show up was the Las Vegas Raiders. No, they're, they're lost. The lost <laughs> Vegas Raiders. <laughs> the lost Raiders. Vegas Raiders, there you go. Uh, I, uh, I streamed the Chiefs defense in every league off of a whim. I had them in every FanDuel lineup, and their defense scored the first touchdown on the day. Yeah. I mean... Big day. There was just four fumbles, four fumble four recoveries, fumble recoveries, 
I mean, they had an interception. It, it was just... They've just went downhill, like, faster than any other team this year after jumping out to such a good start. It was tragedy after tragedy. John Gruden... No one even remembers John Gruden now. <laughs> yeah, Urban right. Myers is gone. But... And the Chiefs were pretty pedestrian, too, from from a yardage standpoint. I mean, Clyde got the two touchdowns. Uh, Mahomes uh, hit uh, Josh Gordon. Uh, he got a touchdown. Uh, Clyde got... Yeah, Clyde got two. Daryl Williams got one. And then uh, Derek Gore busted a long run, and he got one of the touchdowns. So it was minimal effort by the Chiefs, really, in this entire game. Yeah, the Chiefs could have not played offense the entire game and won this. Like they they could have they had short fields four times from the four five times. One obviously resulted in the touchdown with the pick six or fumble scoop and score. Yep. Yeah. Uh and so four times they had short fields and they could have just trotted Harrison Butker out, kicked all those field goals and won like They'd still win by 10. To, 18 to 9. Yeah. So this was just a pretty dominating game from their defense, but they still scored 48 points. Nobody started Derek Gore, so that didn't matter. But CEH kind of having a resurgence coming back from injury is really nice to see. Uh, we'll double dip on the Chiefs a little later since we're recording this on Friday and the Thursday game is over. So I, we won't spend too long here because this was mostly a defensive performance. And then the only spot on the Raiders is Hunter Renfro. Uh, 13 yep, for 14. Soaking up all of that. 117 of that yards. Waller. One touchdown. He did fumble. Uh, Josh Jacobs. We thought he was going to have a big day. You know, uh, Kendrick Drake went out with a broken ankle. Uh, but he had just nine carries, 24 yards. Did did see good receiving work. So you like that. So in a more competitive game, if he's getting those five catches for 46 yards and he's toting the rock maybe 10 more times, get you 50, 60 yards. You know, that's what you want to see out of Josh Jacobs down the stretch run. I just don't know if the Raiders have really anything uh, to, to play for at this point. Yeah, as long as Darren Waller's out, Hunter Renfro is going to be an elite option at receiver because we thought Foster Moreau was going to be kind of that handcuffed tight end, but it seems like Renfro is just eating his lunch. He's just soaking up all of that receiving work. So, yeah, Hunter Renfro has been – like nothing short of like incredible the last yeah. three weeks he had 25 against dallas 19.8 against washington and then 30.3 against kansas city he's been getting more and more snaps since the bye week and since the bye week i mean he's scored 17 plus every week but one so you can feel confident starting hunter renfro in any format right now and especially with Darren Waller out because he's getting all of that inside work, all the slot work, all anything over the middle is going to him or Foster Moreau, and more than likely it's going to go to Renfro because Derek Carr and him have a great, great chemistry. Just just quietly, the wide receiver 20 in standard and wide receiver 13 in PPR. Wild. Might finish as a wide receiver one if he keeps his pace up. Nope. That's, that's locked up no. by a different – Wait, wide receiver. You said wide receiver one. <laughs> An A wide receiver one. Oh, oh, oh. Like okay. a top 12 wide yes, receiver. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, no. hold up. 
<laughs> no, 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 not the wide receiver one. Definitely not going to get there. That would be. Oof. I don't. I don't know. Score fifty again. He's the overall one, still. Yeah, by by quite yeah, a margin. Cup. Yeah, we'll get to him. Shout out! Hey, shout out to the Rams, helping the cause. Yep. But we got uh, another dog shit game. Seattle, Houston. Uh, Russ is looking like he's getting healthier and healthier. But the big story here: Rashad Penny. Toting the rock could be a league winner down the road if he uh, keeps this running back one and stays healthy. But he did have two big runs that uh, attributed to this big day. He had one 40-plus yard touchdown and another like 36-yard touchdown, something like that. Alex Collins gets, still got seven carries, but Tyler Lockett also had a big day. Five catches, 142 yards, and a touchdown also caught a two-point conversion. So he's catching bombs. DK Metcalf since his attempted foursome is still not good. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but they play the Rams Tuesday, the Seahawks, because both teams having COVID outbreaks. So that game also got moved to Tuesday. Uh, Tyler Lockett has tested positive. So I don't know if he'll be able to, if he can get those two negative tests in 24 hours. The protocols are changing this week. Uh, so yeah, the, I don't know what they they changed that. You only need one negative test if you're asymptomatic and you're vaccinated. Okay, there you go. But so I don't know. Obviously, I don't know Tyler Lockett's vaccination status, so I don't know about that. But if he's asymptomatic and he tests negative one time, then he can play. I think with unvaccinated players, it's kind of the same with that ten day uh, thing. But they're trying to get players back on the field as soon as possible. And with him, but, you know, you might see a guy like Freddie Swain fill in. That would be who I would think. Uh, maybe Gerald Everett would see more. We yeah. he did catch a touchdown in this game, but uh, on on Houston's side, if they, I I think they'll draft a quarterback or a, a running back. I would assume that's what they would target because the backfield's atrocious. They're they're running yeah. Rex Burkhead and Royce Freeman right now. And th- I've hated on this team a lot, but Davis Mills might might have a little something. You know, he's not horrible. And it, he's had three, like, oh, where he's thrown for over 300 yeah. yards on, yeah. on pretty and good completion. Patriots. Yeah, it, I, and it's pretty good completion percentage. Uh, but their skill positions are just awful outside of Brandon Cooks and uh, Nico Collins. You don't have anything else in the wide receiver room. Uh, B. Jordan, yeah. this guy Brevin Jordan, is uh, becoming the new Jordan Aikens. Uh, Darren Fells yep. for this team. Uh-huh. He'll, he'll get the red zone look. But Jordan Aikens is still there. <laughs> yeah, he's buried. Yeah. He's, he's buried now. Brevin uh, Jordan's just taking over. So, I like that. I mean, that's a young guy. Nice add. Like, rookie you probably rookie. already added him in Dynasty Leagues. Yes. Because, it, you know, a couple weeks ago he had a pretty good game, and that's when you add the tight end. It's like, you know, oh, maybe he'll pop off again. He's had a couple good weeks in a row. So, shout out Brevin Jordan. He seems to be one of Davis Mills' favorite red zone targets. Davis Mills gets the nod for the rest of the year. They're going to see what he got. to see what he's got to see if they need to take a quarterback in the beginning of next year's draft. Uh, they said if he plays well enough, then they're going to go at the end, which is 
smart. And then they'll probably go skill position at the top of the second yeah. round. So I pretty good draft strategy by Houston. I mean, I don't I don't hate that. Let's see what your young quarterback has. Obviously they're completely out on Deshaun Watson, regardless of what happens. Like they're yes. saying basically our eggs are in Davis Mills basket. He has to prove that he can do this. If not, we're moving on. And so we'll we'll see. And I mean there's a few quarterbacks that I like in this class. I don't know if I like them at three overall because it feels like you can get them at 20 well, with how the boards are looking right now. I don't know. My guess is Deshaun gets moved in the offseason for sure, and you're going to get a package back. Whether yeah. it's and, – and it doesn't sound like they're going to bring on a quarterback. Uh, it, it was always going to be a three-team trade. If, if they are trading Deshaun to the Dolphins, Tua would have ended up in the third destination, and then they would have mixed and matched everything else uh, between Miami and uh, – uh, Houston so who knows and they've had a good history of drafting DNs I mean you had Clowney who was Didn't overrated up to number one <laughs> expectations but was but good he was serviceable and then JJ Watt who's one of like the best and Jonathan Grenard come on <laughs> can't say I've watched much come on. Uh, Houston Texans come but, on. What? but he <laughs> he's right okay he's Maybe, maybe if they had a little help from their linebacking core. And, and just, just quietly one of the league's leader in sacks. All right. I'm just trying to help out all our Texans fans that listen to the pod. Okay. Um, Brandon Cooks, <laughs> eight catches, 101 yards. Uh, we spent too much time talking about the Texans. Yep. Uh, Texans' future might be looking a little better than we thought. But we can move on to an AFC North rubber match between the Ravens and the Browns. This is a pretty gross game. Uh, Lamar got hurt, got an ankle sprain. I think it was a low ankle sprain, which is a positive, positive outcome. You don't want to see that high ankle sprain late in the season on Lamar especially. Uh, so Tyler Huntley filling in, playing pretty well. 27 for 38, 270, and a touchdown. Six carries for 45 yards. Um, I, Rashad Bateman is kind of just took over this game. Uh, him and Huntley seemed to have a little bit of a connection. Seven catches for 103 yards. Uh, Hollywood didn't do a whole lot, but, you know, it's still getting involved short. Mark Andrews, massive day. Massive. Tight end one. Well, <laughs> he won't be, but he, he finished the fantasy regular season as the tight, tight end, end one. one. Something that hasn't happened oh. in, what, five Four years? years? Four years? Yeah. Crazy. Uh, so 11 catches on 11 targets for 115 yards and a touchdown. 28.5 PPR points. Big, big day. Uh, the Ravens once again held the rushing game of the Browns in check, but Baker did enough through the air to win them this game. Jarvis Landry, decent day, 15.1 PPR points, got in the end zone. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, a flex ad since Odell got shipped out, ended with five catches for 90 yards. Austin Hooper, Scored a touchdown as well. Was, so was the only healthy tight end. So yeah. it was it was kind of and, obvious that he would <laughs> he would be getting a fair share of work, just because that's that's where Baker likes to go. Uh, yep. Their their game against the Raiders was scheduled for Saturday, but uh, that game a lot of get, COVID, a <laughs> lot of COVID sweeping through the Browns. I mean, Baker got it, and then Case Keenum got it. They were going to start Nick Mullins. 
Um, but the league was like, ah, we'll just end up moving the game to Monday and hope things clear up. Yeah, one of one of my coworkers is a Browns fan. He's like, he's like, how are they gonna have us play this game? Like, we have like nine guys <laughs> that are <laughs> that are that can play. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, no, a two quarterbacks, uh, a running back because Kareem Hunt's on the COVID yep. list, and three starting linemen. And two tight ends, and I'm like, yeah, maybe <laughs> push this one back, you know. He's like, I don't care if they play Monday afternoon. Like, we, we'll, we'll, people will watch it somehow. And I'm like, I, we'll see. And so they ended up rescheduling it. Smart. Good job, NFL. Uh, don't try to line your pockets too much. I, I thought they were just going to keep this on, and I was like, nobody's going to watch this game if nobody's playing in it. I think the Browns can end up beating the Raiders anyways. Yeah, probably. But move on to Chargers, Giants. Chargers, curb stomp the Giants, 37-21. It was actually like 37-14, but Saquon got a garbage time touchdown. Uh, Mike Lennon, you know, kind of ass. Uh, Saquon found the end zone, had a nice day, felt nice, looked nice. Uh, None of their receivers did anything because Mike Lennon was their quarterback. On the other side, everybody kind of did something, and that was nice to see. Uh, no Keenan Allen, so Josh Palmer was effectively their wide receiver two. Actually, I mean, they're kind of their wide receiver one. I'm just saying, had more targets than Mike Williams, more fantasy points, more yards, more touchdowns. But, uh, yeah, if, if Mike Williams leaves, oh my guy, Josh Palmer, going to slide into that wide receiver two spot, and it's going to be looking good, baby. Walking right in, you'll love to see it. Uh, Justin Herbert threw one of the craziest uh, balls in this game to, to Jalen Guyton and then threw another one <laughs> last night to him again. Bruh. So dude is ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, that, that the throw, the throw you're talking about, I'm just going to contextualize this. He rolls out, right? Guyton. It's another one of these fake throws that you just learned to never throw as a quarterback. He rolls out right, and Guyton's just running up the seam, kind of going to the left. And, you know, he's probably not expecting the ball, but he's still running off the, the DBs like his route tells him to do. And then Herbert sets his feet, fires while he's getting fucking tackled. You know, the guy gets credited with a QB hit, <laughs> and then he drops it right in Guyton's breadbasket. Like, that was just... Stupid, and it was sixty-one yards on top of all of that, and so uh, Justin Herbert is dumb. He's he has a fake arm; it's not real. But yeah, uh, he goes out. He's he's putting he, he was putting a little pressure on Mahomes to start making some of these ridiculous throws because you know uh, Rogers was there for a while, best arm talent in the league. Mahomes came in, kind of took over for a little bit. Now Herbert's uh, – Josh Allen was in the conversation. Now Herbert's stepping in. He's like, hey, watch this shit, all right? I'm doing stuff that's dumb. Like, Mahomes underthrows Tyreek Tyree Hill. He does. Like, Tyreek goes back for it and still, like, makes the play. I I don't think I've ever seen Justin Herbert underthrow somebody. No. Like, every throw is – what the fuck, but – yeah, just dropping I, it. Well, in a bucket. watching Justin Herbert is special. Uh, 
Oh, what's our next game? Oh, Lions Denver. All right. Yeah. Melvin Gordon, Javante. Uh, Amon Ross, St. Brown. Cam Reynolds. Keep an eye on him. Craig. DeAndre Swift is out again. Craig Reynolds. It's not Cam Reynolds? Cam Reynolds is a Craig. wide receiver. You're right. Craig Reynolds. Uh, keep an eye on him. Had 11 carries for 83 yards. Two cuts for 16 yards. DeAndre Swift is out again. Jamal Williams has is COVID on the COVID reserve list. So keep an eye on him. Amon Ra. Uh, go get him if he's still on the wire because he's getting a ton of targets. Cam, we good? I'm good. Cam, <laughs> Cam, I gotta Cam Reynolds. Cam Reynolds is an NBA player, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah. Cam Reynolds. He plays in Italy now. Oh, former Buck Cam Reynolds. Yep, that, that's why I that's, know the name. That's why it was familiar. There you go. I was like, anyway, I was like, yeah. uh, Craig Reynolds. Craig Reynolds, Craig Reynolds. waiver ad. Yep, getting yep. the start again. He should be. Uh, Swift declared out. Uh, Jamal still on COVID. And yeah, like yep. you said, I'm uh, TJ Hawkinson has a broken hand. Yeah, he's out so for the season. He's done. So I'm is that safety blanket. Uh, and that's that's what you want to see. Uh, you want the, oh yeah, you uh, want Goff's ha- possession has has the fourth most targets out of any wide receiver in the league over the past I think four games. Oh, over the last two, two games, games. has fourth most targets that's over the last two games. Yeah, so that's that's what you're looking for. Volume is king, baby. And uh, Bengals uh, choke in overtime. Uh, sure did. Joe Burrow. George Kittle. Yeah. Yeah, Kittle. God, man. George Kittle. (laughs) Yeah. Went crazy again. After going for 181 and two touchdowns, he went for 151 and a score with uh, 13 catches. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo's safety blanket. And we we talked up Jimmy Garoppolo uh, as a quarterback that you might be able to target. Uh, if you really don't have that steady hand going into the playoffs. And he's got Atlanta, Tennessee, Houston coming up for the playoff run. And if if he's just able to find George Kittle on every single third down, it's going to be enough to get you yep. 15 to 20 points every single game. Uh, the yeah. Ayuk the renaissance continues, uh, as you said. He has seen 10 targets, the most he's seen all season. Uh, found the end zone again. So, you like to see that. Uh, the running backs, Elijah Mitchell is out with a knee and a concussion. Jeff Wilson Jr. will be their starting running back, quote-unquote, uh, starting running back, because Debo Samuel is basically uh, a running back. He had eight carries, 37 yards, one touchdown, just one catch for 22 yards. They are lining him up in the backfield more and more every game. He is uh, the the successor to uh, Cordero Patterson. He will become the new gadget guy of the league. And uh, Jamar Chase, uh, catching touchdowns again. Finally, back to a pretty booming game. T. Higgins has quietly strung together some really, really good games since uh, missing those yeah, this is two and three straight, baby. Three, yeah. Yeah, so so you like to see that. You like to see the Bengals. I like I like when the Bengals are playing good. I like Joe Burrow. Me too. 
And uh, George Kittle, he was the tight end 20 through week 12. And now he's the tight end three <laughs> after two massive weeks combining for 74 points in PPR. So, uh, yeah, Jamar Chase, big day. Joe Mixon held in check again. Uh, that's two weeks in a row. Uh, played only 60% of snaps in this game. So he is still nursing an injury, uh, which is kind of classic Joe Mixon. But hopefully uh, he'll, he'll kind of get back to it. And it's kind of the same thing that's happening with Zeke, where you you wear these guys down all season, and then at the end of the year, it just kind of they're dinged up. They are, and that's as as running backs get older, that's what happens, and that's why you want to flip these running backs in dynasty (laughs) after they have like three big weeks in a row. You'd rather get out early on Zeke. You'd rather get out early on Mixon. Go get you a Najee. Go get you a Gibson. Go get you one of these young studs that are coming up. Or just get, like, a top three pick and make it work. Because 2023 class got some got some running backs that you're going to like. Yeah, the, the nine-game streak of scoring a touchdown ended for our good buddy, Uncle Joe. Uh, there was a lot of pirine uh, through the air. Four catches for 22 yards. Uh, but this, this, this Bengals team has no problem moving the ball. And uh, that's going to benefit everybody around. Um, yeah. Yep. Uh, the best game of the day, Tampa Bay-Buffalo. Uh, Tampa Bay went up early. Buffalo kind of battled back. Josh Allen had a massive day, as did Tom Brady. Uh, Fournette stayed involved, 19 carries, 113 yards, had one long touchdown run. I don't know how he does it because he looks really slow, but he <laughs> beats guys, so it doesn't really matter. Runs very Everybody, tall. Yeah, he does. Uh, every single person that she wanted to be involved was involved, and even Brashard Perryman, back on the Buccaneers after the Jameis stint, comes back, scores the walk-off touchdown. So, yeah, big days all around. Everybody playing in this game made you happy if you started them. Yeah, similar uh, to that Pittsburgh-Minnesota game. It was like, if you had a guy, uh, they did good. Even Devin Singletary. All of a sudden, uh, they didn't run the ball once in the first half. And uh, there was a reason why I think they only had, what, three points at halftime? Ten points, maybe? Predictable. Yeah. And uh, Josh Allen toted in this game. 12 carries, 109 yards, had a rushing touchdown. Uh, Put put the team on his back. They forced OT. uh, But, like you said, uh, TB12. With the walk-off touchdown, he had himself a rushing touchdown. Also, he he had like a beautiful run yeah. for the first down. Yeah, it was like third and two. He made two guys miss, and he had a, he had another one just before that where it was like an eleven-yard run. And I was like, "Wow, Tom Brady's looking spry." <laughs> yeah. So uh, if you took the the Brady rushing over, uh, you hit it because it's it's usually half a yard or a yard yeah, and it's a half. Like, 1.5 yards and you the whole game you're like is it, are we going to get to the end of this game and he's going to kneel the ball twice and he's going to have negative two yards <laughs> and or else it's like is he going to do two QB sneaks and get me over this number but then like last game he's like you know getting out there making guys miss diving for first downs it's like who the fuck is this guy he's going backwards he's yeah, getting he's 44 he's getting guys. younger uh 
notable injury in this game was Emmanuel Sanders hurt his knee. Uh, so it looks like we'll be getting more Gabriel Davis in that wide receiver three role. Uh, he had five catches, 43 yards, and a touchdown. So waiver wire guy worth scooping up. Uh, but yeah, uh, every guy that's fantasy relevant was relevant in this game. Something worth monitoring, though. Uh, Leonard Fournette missed most of the week uh, with a sore ankle. So if you are a Fournette owner, uh, go grab Ronald Jones just in case. You never know what could happen because uh, they play Monday night, and if all of a sudden Fournette is out, uh, you are screwed in yeah. a room of uh, running backs that is thin as always. Yeah. Yeah, so keep an eye on that. Uh, always, that, but basically coming up, you're just gonna want to keep an eye on your fucking fantasy team because shit is changing every day. These protocols are changing, uh, injuries are coming up out of nowhere. Like DeAndre Hopkins got shut down for the rest of the season, just kind of out of nowhere. Like Julio two like, point oh, yeah. It, I, it's maybe. I, I hope not. We'll 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 get to the Cardinals a little later but first we got to hit our Sunday night football game Chicago Green Bay Green Bay 45 Chicago 30 I was at this game I was very comfortable I had electric socks on oh that was nice whoever invented those shout out to you uh but Aaron Rodgers massive day he fucking owns them all his life yeah Robert Quinn uh, Aaron, with a just a, a yeah, fatal error the, why on the first drive why? of the game sacks Rodgers what are you doing what are you doing? Flashes the belt right in front of his face, and Rogers says, "Hold up, okay, wait a minute." <laughs> Something right as if as if he needs more when he's playing the Bears at home when it's cold in December. Like he do, he doesn't need you to do the belt to to get going, but no. you, you do it, and then it's uh, well, you fucking you know, put the icing on the cake, as they like to say. Game was wild. Yeah, one of the worst special teams performances I've ever seen. The worst special teams performance I've seen out of a professional team uh, in person, easily. Probably the, the like, I, I watched a lot of West football games, so I can't say it's anywhere near the worst. But it's, you know, it's, it was pretty bad. Uh, the first punt return touchdown of the season happened in this game. Jakeem Grant ran it back. The, like I went to the concession stand during an injury on th- on third down, so it was going to be fourth down. So it's like, all right, you know, injury, got some time. That's going to be a punt. Going to go to commercial. It's Sunday night football. You know, it's going to be like fifteen minutes before the game's actually back on. Yep. So I go down. They run back the punt. We score with that long Devonte Adams <laughs> touchdown, and then they answer back. And with a long kick return, and then kick a field goal. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, uh, I just wanted to get a hot chocolate with some Baileys in it. You know, <laughs> warm me back up, <laughs> head back out there, get a brat, you know, and then sit back down. But, yeah, wild game. And that was just the start of it. You know, they also yeah. had Justin Fields throws a pick six to Rasul Douglas. Very next possession throws a – like a 70-yard touchdown up the middle to Demir Bird. Yep. And then coming yep. out in the second was- half, Rodgers 
whips one down the sideline to Devante, catches it, gets two DBs to to knock into each other, scores a mm. touchdown. And then Rodgers, just one of the most special quarterbacks in the league uh, from a recall standpoint. Uh, they ran a play where, where they ran the offense uh, boot. It was, it was a boot left. And then he throws it back to the right to a wide open. It wasn't really wide open. It was boot, boot, it was boot, boot right. right. Boot right. Pass back to the left. With yeah, Aaron Jones back to left. Just lofts it right over a hand. Um, right and, over it. It was so beautiful. This was a play that he recalled from a 2005 preseason game that Brett Favre threw for a touchdown to Amon Green against the Bills, and he was like, "I like that. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, put, I'm gonna put that <laughs> one that back one in the bank. You know, <laughs> we'll whip it up." So that's so crazy. He he's done that a few times where he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I, I saw that that play. We we ran that." Uh, this is he he was talking about like continuity and like playing with guys for a long time and he's like yeah me and me and tay ran that one back in 2014 and he kind of kind of beat him on the double move there and we we saw a similar coverage so we wanted to run that one again it's like from 2014 like really you both remember that like do you you think he text Devontae and like hey remember that smoke remember that one that you turned they they turned into a back shoulder like, yeah, in 2014. Yeah. Yeah. You think Tay's ever like no? <laughs> he probably he probably just says yes, and then yeah probably. And then, and then he gotta go look it up. <laughs> he's, he's he's going digging back. He's on, on YouTube looking up his own highlights. Yeah, it's like Packers <laughs> v Lions 2014. And he's like scrolling through and he's like, like oh, oh yeah yeah I remember that, that one. one. Yeah, that was pretty clean. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice route. A little, a little rough back then, but you know. But, but yeah, this was, it was a a fun game. Um, also, they let up an onside kick as well <laughs> at the end of the game, just to add insult to injury. So, with special teams, this has been weird all season. It's been the kicking game more often than not, and the Packers just cannot have three like sound phases. They just can't nope. do it. Right now, there's an offense and there's a defense. And the special teams is just giving Justin Fields a short field. And we still won by 15 because the Bears scored three points in the entire second half. Matt Nagy said he was having fun at halftime. Boy, was that a mistake also. Well, the Bears still suck, baby. Amen. And with that Packers win, they needed a little help from an old friend. Matt Stafford, to uh, reclaim the top spot of the NFC and be number one and hopefully get that by. And the uh, the Rams went into Arizona, and they, they put on a show, to say the least. That offense was clicking. That defense was swarming. And, Ooh, uh, Aaron Donald is so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. That was... This is a scary man. Was it the first yeah. play of the game that he just? Yeah, he put the he just put <laughs> the the fucking right guard in Kyler's lap. He's like, "Hey, here's this. This is how it's going to be tonight." And it it sure was. 
Yeah. Uh, James Conner, another massive day through the air. Nine catches for 94 yards. PPR machine all of a sudden with Chase Edmonds still not playing. Had only 31 yards on the ground on 13 carries, but punched in two touchdowns. He is still getting all the goal line work. Uh, Kyler was snaking touchdowns from Kenyon Drake last year. That's not happening this year. James Conner is a super efficient red zone back. And they, they like using him out of the wildcat. They like using him out of the eye. They like using him out of the gun. They run the read option, and everybody's so terrified of Kyler that James Conner can just pick him apart, and he's so strong. I was watching his high, high school highlights. He was a man back then. I can, just, I can imagine. <laughs> like, it, it, it reminded me of watching, like, Derrick Henry's high school stuff where it's like, yeah, nobody wants to tackle him. But – uh, that's how he kind of looks in the red zone, and he had a nice one-handed snag in this game. So he's got yeah. sixteen James touchdowns Connor. on the year. Sixteen, sixteen, wild. And uh, we kind of touched on it, uh, but yeah, DeAndre Hopkins is all of a sudden out uh, two to uh, to four months uh, yeah. absence. Uh, MCL injury, from what I understand. Yep. Uh, he had just five catches on 13 targets for 54 yards. So it looks like A.J. Green is now the wide receiver one for this team. He had seven catches, 102 yards. Christian Kirk uh, caught his long one, so he had three catches, 84 yards. Uh, we can hope that they get Rondell Moore more involved. All of a sudden, they're like, eh. You know, he had that 11-11 game for 51 yards uh, against Seattle in Week 11, and then they just stopped using him. <laughs> Yeah, he should slot right up into wide receiver three in this offense now. But problem is him and Christian Kirk kind of serve the same purpose. Yeah. So we'll see. Hopefully they do get him more involved because, you know, he's fun. That's a fun dude. should have more touches. And it shouldn't all be screen passes because that's basically all exclusively his touches right now is all on bubbles and just tunnel screens and smoke screens like it's just all kind Run of him, running him out of the backfield yeah so have Rondell more run routes because he's a good route runner AJ Green is all of a sudden really good at football again uh, every other game it seems like but now he's going to be their wide receiver one Zach Ertz should be getting more involved yeah uh, that'll be nice to see and Matt Prater is still a machine yeah But on the other side of things, Cooper Cup and Odell are – Odell is right back to being very relevant. It's true. Uh, I, I had a few doubts for a little while, but it's just – since the bye, and we knew he wasn't going to be very involved uh, his first week against San Francisco. But he played 98% of snaps, had 10 targets against the Packers. Only played about half the snaps against Jacksonville, had five targets, and then played 72% of snaps, had seven targets, six catches, 77 yards, and a touchdown. So, yeah, big game. This is it, – it's really nice to see him back in the fold. He did the old self-defense celebration <laughs> with Van Jefferson. Uh, that, that, that cracked me up. He did the uh, self-revive last week. He's, he's back in the celebration game. Yeah, three touchdowns in his last three games. Uh, it is amazing what you can do when you have a quarterback with with healthy labor. Live arm. 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Stafford threw for 287, three touchdowns. Uh, like you said, Cup, Odell, Van, all got their touchdowns. Van caught his bomb. He had two catches for 58 yards. Uh, but Cooper Cup with a career day, 13 catches on 15 tar- targets, 124 yards, had the touchdown, the 101 uh, of the regular season by far, uh, the, the wide receiver one by far, uh, th- then breakfasts, they just paid off. They go over the, the film with them breakfasts, and it, it must have been just like a match made in heaven the second that they uh, ordered pancakes. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, so in uh, with standard quarterback scoring, uh, Cooper Cup has 30 more points than the number two guy, and the number two guy has played one extra game. It is Justin Herbert. Uh, number three guy is Jonathan Taylor, who has 32 less points than Cooper Cup. So... Cooper Cup is having a dominant season, something you haven't seen since the likes of Jerry Rice, which is a wild thing to say. So uh, if you drafted Cooper Cup in the fifth round (laughs) of your redraft, uh, my guess is you are enjoying your bye this week. So congrats. But like we uh, alluded to, when we talked about the Seattle game, this Rams team is getting hit with COVID. Odell is out on COVID. Uh, Dale Henderson is still on the COVID list, so Sony Michelle got the start in this one. Uh, he might be getting the start on Tuesday. We don't know yet. And, yeah, like we said, uh, listen to the news. Pay attention to the news. There's going to be a lot of news because, yeah. uh, like, the NBA is having, like, 45 guys go into protocol every single day. So, uh, yeah, the cases are spiking everywhere yeah. right now, and it's it's showing up in the NFL and NBA. Everybody's cracking down a little more on their policies. This Omicron variant, wow, variant is kind of running rampant through the U.S. right now, and it's uh, definitely affecting our beloved sports leagues. And obviously, that is not the most important thing, but that is what we're here to talk about. So just. Keep an eye on Schefter. Keep an eye on uh, those those media outlets and see what they're saying. So you can uh, plug and play your guys and make sure that you can put COVID guys on your IR. Make sure that's in your settings because that's a setting. And you never know who you could end up with. You could all of a sudden end up with a, a RB1. It's true. Just randomly. you know. It's like, oh, Gaskin and Salvin Ahmed are – on the COVID list, all of a sudden Malcolm Brown is uh, RB one, yeah. and you got him off waiver, or you got him off an ad because you have Adam. You're checking Adam Schefter's Twitter, and then you get you know 15 points out of a running back spot that you just would not expect. So a lot of rosters are going to be looking a little weird <laughs> this uh, this fantasy playoffs, and just make sure you're on top of things. It's going to be wild. So that was it but, for uh, week 14. Yeah. And uh, week 15 kicked off with probably the best Thursday night football game of the year. Uh, the yeah. Chargers hosting the Chiefs. And this game simply came down to the Chiefs 
going for it on fourth down constantly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I get you're down. In the Chargers. Chargers going that's for what, it on fourth down. Did I say Chiefs? Yeah. Oh. No, yeah. The Chargers. Chargers did. Yes. And uh, they went for it, I think, four times in their own red zone. Or in the red zone. And they failed every single time. Yep. I see. I'm all. I'm all for. Brandon Staley said afterwards. He's like, you know, the easiest way to win is to score touchdowns, especially when you're playing a team like the Chiefs with a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes. And it's true, but the best way to win is to score points. Yes. And uh, if you're not doing that. Like, it doesn't matter how you do it at the end of the day. If you're not doing it at all, you're not going to win the game. <laughs> and it, after maybe two unsuccessful fourth down attempts in the opponent's territory, maybe kick the field goal. I mean, Hopkins has – Dustin Hopkins is your kicker, right? Yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been that bad. No. He's four for four on extra points. Yeah. Like, he, he's been fine. He's the kicker nine. They've had – They've had worse kickers. In that I can remember a few that uh, the Chargers have had, but yeah, uh, not not the best. The most Keenan Allen had. Oh, the, the most inexcusable one was the one before halftime, when yes, you know you're not getting I, the ball in the second half. Take the free yeah. points. Just take yeah. the free points. And, like the thing is, they had the touchdown. They had the touchdown play. Jared Cook had it, and Herbert in his hands. Well, Herbert uh, threw a bad uh, ball. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't. A, it wasn't a great. He throw. threw it was, a rocket was, <laughs> yeah. from fifteen feet away. It's true. It's true. And uh, <laughs> that was uh, Jared high. Cook had to go go get it. Yeah, it, and, and Jared uh, Cook uh, wears the massive shoulder pads, so like you can't really get your arms, you know, straight up above your head. Yeah. So as, see, maybe I'm a, I'm a quarterback. You know, his hands. He should have caught it. <laughs> it hit the fingertips. But, yeah, I mean, you know. Touch you can catch it, but it wasn't it wasn't a good throw. But that was the touchdown play. It was there. They didn't get it. Guess what? Sometimes analytics doesn't take into account that it's not in the cards for you to score a touchdown. <laughs> you tried. Yeah. It was there. You had it. You didn't get it. Take your points. All right. So uh the the Chiefs had a similar situation where Mahomes threw a fucking grounder. <laughs> to a wide open McCall receiver Hardman. in the yeah. flat, yeah, and I think they took their three after that, if I'm not mistaken. But, I, uh, anyway, yeah, it's it's nice to be aggressive, and it's really nice when you when you execute on those fourth downs. But when you don't, and some of the play calling has been pretty bad yeah. on the fourth downs because that that one that we're talking about, they ended up throwing. It was a slant, and it just got batted down. Yeah, it's like you're running the slant on the goal line. Yep. Be a little more creative. Like you gotta, you gotta do something. These, I don't know. These D linemen are getting their hands on the ball. It seems like more often. Well, than that ever. that was Sorensen. But just in general. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. Like. Countless times, Aaron Donald. See th- Aaron Donald had one, a third or fourth down. Like I, a couple games have ended this year on a batted pass. Yeah, 
Because, uh, you know, they don't get that instant pass rush win. And so they're like, all right, well, I'll, I'll sit and I'll get get that mid up in the air and hope hope for something good. And Aaron Donald, like I, like I was saying in that Cardinals game, Kyler was in the red zone. He was cooking, had somebody wide open. Aaron Donald got a, got a pinky on it. Threw his yep. hand up, got a pinky on it, interception. It's like that. those kind of plays change games. So, yeah, sometimes take your three. It, it, not like I, I don't, like I said, I, I'm all for going for it. I'm all for being aggressive. But you got to feel the game flow. It's, it's Especially when you don't have any numbers. momentum. Right, right. <laughs> you know? And you just, like, you just missed your touchdown play. Don't tempt fate. Take yeah. your three. And it was that, that first that first time they were down there, you know, and they they tried to hit Mike Williams. He got hit. Looked like he had a stinger in his left elbow. And then and then the one in the back of the end zone to par him. Oh. And he just landed so weird. Uh, thank God it was only a concussion. But it was like that was a fourth down play. And then it was that. And then it was... Yeah, it was Chiefs ball, and then it was just like no momentum after that at yep. all. And then so this they slowly swung it back, uh, but Chiefs ended up winning in overtime. Travis Kelsey just it, it, he seen Kittle game of his he, career. He seen Kittle's score last week and was like, "Hold up!" Remember, so remember Mark Andrews me? overtook him as tight end one. He said, "Remember me?" He's like, "Oh, I took that personally." 10 for 191 in two <laughs> touchdowns. This is going to make a lot of fantasy managers happy. You drafted him in the first round if you draft him in redraft. You, I mean, you've been holding him on your dynasty team as what, what tight end won every year. He is the advantage. Uh, and he's, you know, been pedestrian for a couple weeks now. And then you get into playoff season, you know, fantasy playoff season. Gives you that forty burger, <laughs> that's nice. Uh, and then Tyree Kill also playoff season baby. Yep. Give you that thirty piece. And Patrick Mahomes, you know it's time to ramp it up. Thirty piece. So everybody, oh, the, the big guys that you expect to perform that have maybe been underperforming a little bit this season. Your Mahomes, your Tyreek, your Kelsey. Yep. Hey, they weren't fucking around. Nope. It was winning time. And then same thing on the on the Chargers time, side. I mean, Herbert, 23. Eckler, 18. Keenan Allen, 19. The Mike Williams, uh, a quiet 3 for 49. But, yeah, it was, it was a good game. Exciting game. A lot of action. It was a very good game. Joy Bosa leads the league in strip sacks. My guy. Does he? That's a that's a good stat. Got a nose for the ball. Yeah, so that is our Thursday night game for week fifteen. That'll that'll wrap up all the games that have happened so far, all the ones we missed on the lost pod. Uh now it's Friday. Lines are starting to come out. You know, things are getting interesting. A lot of lines are, are not coming out because of the the COVID situations and games getting postponed. Obviously, we're not going to see anything from Monday or Tuesday, but we do got some stuff. We got some some NFL stuff looking good. 
Uh, we hit on some NBA stuff today, so yes. now we can uh, yes. we can start the heater. You know, start yeah, we're finally the heater, finally baby. seeing some light green. The matches. The, the, oh, the, the fire starts some fires. The fire baby. has started. But uh, but yeah, let's uh, let's let's hear some of uh, some of your favorite picks uh, on the NFL side. All right, I went down with a uh, I put m- myself in a little five leg. Uh, my favorite ones that I've seen that are out so far. Uh, from Buffalo versus Carolina, I like Cole Beasley's over on receiving at 45.5. Uh, no Emmanuel Ooh, no Sanders. So that is my thought process there. They don't run the ball ever uh, unless it's Josh Allen. So you know he's going to be slinging it. You know that they de- this team desperately needs a win. So I don't think they'll play uh, – conservative by any means i think they'll be out there trying to uh just put a beat down on carolina and i'm sure they'll have a lot of opportunity on offense because they don't know have a quarterback they don't know who's playing quarterback for that team and uh either way no matter who it is they'll probably be turning the ball over two plus times so i i I like that number for cole beasley um the uh the james robinson receiving at 17.5 yards I'm sure he'll have 20 touches in this game. Yeah, could no Carlos Hyde. And That's and a big deal. and Trevor Lawrence wants him on the field and I'm sure yeah. Daryl Bevel will have him on the field for every single offensive snap. As he should. So because he does and I I mean in the last 3 weeks he's had 6 catches for 46 yards, 3 catches for 17 which is a half yard under that total. And then three catches for 29 yards. He's he, with the ball in his hands in the receiving game. He makes things happen. So this is I, I like that. That 17 and a half is a good number. And then the Miami and uh, New York Jets game. Uh, I like a couple here. Uh, the Miles Gaskin rushing. Uh, it's at 53 and a half. Uh, the last time that he played the Jets, he went for. 89 on 23 carries. Like we said, he is back. He's expected to start. And I would be very surprised if he didn't get uh, north of uh, 15 carries in this game. So uh, if he can churn out uh, over a three yards per carry, uh, you are you are looking pretty good there. Um I also like the Devontae Parker. Jalen Waddell is out on COVID, so I, I'm expecting Devontae Parker and Mike Jasicki to be the top targets. Uh, Devontae Parker's at 54.5, and, and Jasicki's at 45.5. So those are looking pretty tasty against a pretty porous Jets defense. Uh, I'm going to check. Damn. I, <clears throat> I wish Jasicki had a receptions number that'd be nice i would uh, i would like that yes. but yeah i i honestly i like all these i don't love gaseki over yards i just it's uh, i don't like anybody over yards on the dolphins offense just because it's all a lot of reliance on on yak i but the, the, 45 the, i know and a half yeah he i mean zero he, he, catches left or no, he didn't. No, he had a b- by the wrong side of the chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I was looking at the top of the chart instead of the bottom of the chart. I mean, I was like, he didn't have a catch. He had 40 plus in every game except for three. So, I mean, that's yeah. a good starting point. You just need six more yards after that. And with no waddle, it's true. I'm sure he'll be the top yeah. target for Tua. So, so that's what I like there. Uh, going back to the well, Deontay Johnson. Uh, six and a half receptions, 79 and a half yards for receiving. I, I like that receiving number. Uh, I'm, I'm going to like it every week. <laughs> I, if it's sitting at that. Yeah. I mean, both of them. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to gas it up as much as I did last week yes. because it got, got, got us in trouble. But yeah, I, I like that number. I also like the receptions number six and a half. That's a, that's a nice receptions number. So if you want to go over on either of those, I, I would, uh, not be mad about that. It's a home game for Pittsburgh. I'll, they're still in the hunt for this division, so they're not going to roll over. I also like Big Ben over one and a half pass touchdowns. I was just kind of looking at that. Yeah. He's played well down the stretch. I hate to say it. <laughs> I know. It's, <laughs> I mean, look at this. The last, last four games, he's had one bad game against Cincinnati, but... I mean, he's at 273 yards, 263, 236, and 308 with three touchdowns, one in that Cincinnati game, two, and then three. And then he's only had three picks, and two of them came in that Cincinnati game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's he's putting up about 40 pass attempts. They, they can't get anything going on the ground, even with Najee, because that offensive line is pretty bad as run a blocking unit. So could be interesting. Could be interesting. And there, there's just not a lot of big chunk plays in the offense, but they're good in the red zone. So, so you know, he, he's going to hit big Pat Farmuth for a touchdown because it's just something that happens. Yeah. And then – And uh, – oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say my last one that I I like that I have seen so far is the Taysom Hill completions at nineteen and a half. I love the under on that. Um, yeah. In the two games he's played against Dallas, he threw forty-one times, only had nineteen completions, and then against the Jets, he only threw twenty-one times, uh, fifteen completions. He's got the mallet finger. Uh, I'm I'm sure they will have to throw it a lot. Uh, because Tampa Bay is probably going to be a stack in the box to stop Kamara. But Sean Payton will probably uh, stick with it, stick with the run, and stick with getting Kamara the ball because he's the best offensive player on this team. And if Taysom plays bad enough, he could just get benched. Exactly. Like straight up. Yeah. So I I don't even I, – I don't mind under 213.5 passing yards either. Because, I mean, it, it makes you nervous because Tampa Bay's def- like, pass defense is pretty bad. But then again, it's Taysom Hill. Yeah. So And if Taysom Hill wants to take but, off yeah. and run, look what Josh Allen did last game. Yeah. He took off and exactly. run a lot. So. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I got another under for a quarterback. I was looking at Dak. He's playing the Giants this week, and he uh, – Sitting at 278 and a half <laughs> passing yards. That's a lot. That is a lot. He's only hit over that t- 
twice since his bye week. Uh, that was against Atlanta and Vegas, who, who both get torn up every week. Giants don't have bad pass defense. Dak has not looked great since he's came back from that calf injury. I mean, it's just two seventy eight and a half is high. And then if they get in a blowout situation, which is very possible playing against Mike Lennon, they're not going to have him throwing the ball around. They like running the ball. McCarthy likes to run the ball. He wants to establish the run. That's his thing. So I'm I'm sure they'll be toting the rock at least 30 times in the game. And so, I mean, if you got a 50-50 split, Dak's probably throwing it around 30. Uh, you would hope they don't throw it any more than that against the Giants. They shouldn't have to. I mean, last time they played, he did throw for uh, 302 and three touchdowns. Uh, on just 22 completions, but yeah, still that's that's a high mark. That is a high mark. Yeah, and then another thing I was peeping is uh, Davis Mills over 222 and a half playing against the Jags, who have a, a frisky defense, but nothing to write home about. I mean, Davis Mills when he's when he's on, <laughs> which is occasional to say the least uh but last game against seattle who i would argue has a better defense than jacksonville (laughs) had 33 completions for 331 yards and a touchdown uh the last full game he played before that against the rams of los angeles who have a much better defense than jacksonville had 29 completions for 310 yards he has the confidence of the coaching staff behind him he will. He, he got the nod for the rest of the season. He is locked in, and he's playing a bad team. If he's thrown for three hundred plus against good pass defenses, you know, mm-hmm. we'll, you know, let him sling it around a little bit in garbage time against Jacksonville. I mean, Trevor is only two twelve and a half. Yeah, I, I like that too. He threw for three Bills week one against these guys. Hmm. And this team is only worse now than it was then. Yeah. The Texans? Yeah. Like, he, he threw for 221 last game in the worst game of his young career. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they might try to lean on Robinson a little bit. And so that's what you would worry about is that they're not throwing the ball a lot. But that should at least but, open up play action for bigger chunk yeah, plays. Exactly. For him, you know. Yeah. And who knows? Well, baby. You could you could throw a screen pass for James Robinson and he could take it eighty yards. Yeah, and then you hit the receiving over and the, the passing over. <laughs> We're looking good. And uh, I was also looking at uh, San Francisco versus Atlanta. The, those George Kittle numbers at five and a half receptions. And sixty-eight and a half yards. I I don't yeah. know if I like the receptions as much. Um, yeah, because like the last two games, yeah, he blew up. Uh, but other than that, he's only hit over five and a half twice in eight games. So it's true. But he can still get the sixty-eight and a half receiving yards on four catches. Just because he's he's that good after the catch. Yep, it's very true. Um, Rogers over two seventy is interesting. Uh, there is a record to be had 
Most touchdowns by a Packers quarterback. He needs five in this game to get it. Uh, I, their their secondary is dead in the decimated. water. <laughs> yes, they they lost their two starting safeties. Correction: They lost their three starting safeties and two starting cornerbacks. That's a full rotation of guys. So there, there's a chance that Rodgers has another game where he's at like 330, and then he's like just throwing in touchdowns just to pad the stats. Yeah. Like if he throws five, he's the sole owner over Brett Favre of touchdowns in a career for a Packer. So it's something to look at. I mean, you know that he's, he's a sucker for that kind of thing for history. Another one I like in uh... – Denver versus Cincy. Uh, Teddy Bridgewater under one and a half passing touchdowns. I don't like that they're both orange. I was just looking. I'm like, why are these all Cincinnati guys? <laughs> yeah. I, do you say Teddy under one and a half passing touchdowns? Yes. Yeah. I mean, this is kind of what I said last week is I, I liked them under one and a half last week. Yeah. And I was like, well, you have to worry because they're playing the Lions. Yeah. And, of course, he hits the over on it, two passing touchdowns. But in five games before that. (laughs) Five games before that, he had one or less touchdowns. So uh, they're they're playing Cincinnati, who has another one of those frisky defenses, who makes you work, makes you uh, get off your spot. They have a couple good pass rushers and, you know, guys that can make plays in the secondary. So. In- interesting line there. Uh, what's uh, T. Higgins? 66. That's high. I don't like that. Uh, damn, Sutton's 30. I was like, bet Sutton's under, but it's only 30 and a half. <laughs> I mean. I mean, you might still want to bet the under. He, he hasn't hit that in his last five games. I know. Oh, that's so, that's tough. I, okay. I, I hate this. It's like. Jerry Judy, 100% of the people are over 53.5. Cortland Sutton, 100% of the people are over 30.5. Just makes you want to bet the under on both of those. Yeah. <laughs> oh. You just bet the under on all of them. Bet Bridgewater under pass yards and under passing touchdowns. Easy as that. There you go. Yeah. You got yourself oh, a five man. leg, <laughs> nine multiplier parlay. But I think I think oh. I think that's all I got on him. I'm waiting for a lot more to pop up. A couple guys that yeah. I am patiently waiting to see what their lines are. Ooh, well here we go. AJ Green, three and a half receptions. I was just I was just <laughs> looking at that three and a half receptions. That's low. I mean, fifty three and a half is pretty low too. He's gonna be their wide receiver one. Might want to jump on that before that number goes up because three and a half is is juicy. That is just that's easy, buddy. He had seven last week, and DeAndre Hopkins played. I mean, well, you look at it though, and it's like one four one zero three five five one five five. Uh, three and a half is low. I'd, three and I'd a half go is over very on that. low. If he's, I'd go over that's on that. the wide receiver one 
now for that team. Oh, they're playing Detroit yes. too. <laughs> that, yeah, that's what I'm looking that, at. Hit that over. Hit that over. This, hit Kyler Murray's over on rushing too while you're at this it. This team needs a win because that that first round bye is so so important. Well, only one team gets it this year. Exactly. So it's like yeah. <laughs> they need. They gotta catch the Packers. Exactly. So so. All right, I, I'm gonna put in that AJ Green over on receptions. <laughs> what else, what else are we looking at? What else? Um. What oh, uh, did did you see any? Oh, okay. Indy New England is the one that I wanted to talk to you about. All right. Where I'm I'm having trouble deciding if I like. Okay, so is Bill Belichick going to try to take away Jonathan Taylor? Is what I've been wondering. I would assume so. Because if he is, I would want Wentz over completions and Jonathan Taylor under rush yards. I still don't know. I don't know. It's, it's like there's two situations where it's either he's going to try to take away Jonathan Taylor because he's their best player or they're going to – let them do like get five yards of carry and play a low scoring yeah. like dog fight and like that's kind of game and then he he JT ends up with thirty six carries for a hundred and forty yards and two touchdowns and it's like and then Carson Wentz only completes you know fourteen passes. Oh, I was I was gonna say here's an easy one, Nikhil Harry. Under five and a half receptions, but it's five and a half receiving yards. Which, which <laughs> uh, still, I was like, please hammer that. Still, yeah, five and might be. Just hope he doesn't get a catch the whole game. Uh, I do like the Ramondre Stevenson over half a rushing touchdown. Akil Harry hasn't touched the ball since week eleven. <laughs> I mean that that Buffalo game was a. An exception. I mean, I get, uh, yeah. That's so, I mean, still, yeah, week, week 12. I mean, They're going to get him more involved over the bye? You think that's that's Bill's number one goal right now? They got to unlock him. Anyways. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to lock in A.J. Green over three and a half receptions. Easy. I'm going to lock in James Robinson over 17 and a half receiving yards. I'm going to go back to the well. Deontay Johnson. We're going to hit that over on 79 and a half receiving yards. Overs always win, baby. Uh, We're going to bet against Taysom Hill. Absolutely. Against the Buccaneers. Under 19 and a half completions. And then we're going to take the Cole Beasley over 45 and a half receiving yards for a sweet times 21 on a five leg bet so we win it 21 times on that that's that's nice we, i like all locked oh it's locked in. in it's locked in so join our fire starters super squad you can find that at pod fire starters uh right yeah pod fire starters that's what twitter is you can find that at Pod Firestarters. It's the pin tweet. First thing you see when you pop on there. While you're at it, uh, you can uh, 
check out our Spotify. Link is in the description, in the bio, I should say. You click on that, you know, give us a little five-star ratings. Retweet all the tweets, you know. Get it, get it out there. Get the people involved. Uh, you can tweet us at podfirestarters. You can email us at thefirestarterspod at gmail.com. Uh, but we will talk at you next time. Bye-bye. Fuck you, Urban Meyer. Dickhead. <laughs> <laughs>